0: Good afternoon and happy Sunday. It's PFG Live for Thursday. See, I was seeing if you're awake. Sunday, the 25th of June, 2023. And uh, it is 2 p.m. on the East Coast. And in Piscataway, New Jersey, it's 2:20. Welcome aboard. So uh we have a few a few new technical items going on today, which is going to be interesting. So uh, we are running on YouTube using what's called ultra-low latency. So previously, when we last met our heroes, hey, Chipload, welcome aboard, sir. Uh, when we last met our heroes, we had this 25-second lag time. And believe it or not, now we have about a 3-second lag time. So it's way better. So we'll see how that goes. But that is a new deal um, for this stream. And uh, we'll see how how effective it is. Um, Almost Machining says, Happy Sunday from Bar Z, the day after the bash. Awesome. 68 Fahrenheit. Quite standard of you uh i hope you guys had an awesome time at the bash for those of you who don't know the barzy summer bash is i guess uh would you call it a two-day event held out uh at barzy industrial stan zinkowski's uh sprawling ranch and i saw some photos from it via instagram and it looks like there was a good time had by all yeah, two day unless you're there to work, in which case I guess it's a three day or a four day. But uh, so, have you left? Have you already hit the road? Um, I was thinking about that, and I realized that if it was still going on today, we could have done something. But I guess it's uh, it's cleanup day. I have to get out there one of these days. And actually, this year I was threatening to come out, but I couldn't. I couldn't pull it off. Just too much going on here. Um, maybe next year. So we're doing this ultra low latency thing, which means if you have a question or a comment or a snarky remark, or right now, if you have a weather report, uh, we will get it and, and post it quickly as opposed to slowly. So we have a lot on the agenda. Oh, you're still there. Well, tell, tell Stan, I said, hi. And, uh, uh, we have a check in uh, from Zanesville, Ohio, 84 and sunny, and uh, I guess from that's from NYC CNC. It's pretty ironic looking down and seeing NYC and then seeing Zanesville. It might hurt my brain. Uh Robert Isaac is here. All rise, be seated. Uh, Widget World uh, Widget Works checks in. Scattered thunderstorms, 18 degrees science, 69 degrees RF from, from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Well, thank you very much, sir. Scattered thunderstorms. We're actually going to get the same scattered thunderstorms. Unix Carbide reports threatening rain in Brooklyn, 83 Fahrenheit. I've always found Brooklyn to be uh, threatening, so I don't think that's unusual. Wes is here, 72 and sunny in south-central Idaho. Excellent. It's good for the potatoes um, Nice the gangs here So what else is what else is new and different so a weird thing I know you guys are nerds So I figured I'd share some of this with you. Uh, I use this software called OBS Which is our broadcast software it lets me do all these graphics and stuff but um, it makes me nervous in that I currently have a problem because I think I tied Discord in. It has something to do with it where it won't let me locally record. So uh, I'm a little worried about that. So the podcast is actually being recorded on a separate device just in case. Uh, and it'll that means it'll be up quicker. So we'll make that happen. So um, good. Uh, well, the gang's all here. So if you're coming in late, you can you can jump in the chat and make a uh, make a weather report, which is standard here until uh, at least five minutes past the hour, and we will take you. Even if you're late, we will not send you to the back of the room to clean erasers. Um, pretty cool week. Uh, did a bunch of grinding, got some orders out, got more orders in. <laughs> so to, uh, theoretically today. I'll be setting up for 4-inch mini stones and uh, 4-inch round aluminum oxides because I have orders that have to get out. And the uh, spreadsheet is screaming at me. Speaking of spreadsheets, the, the way I run kinetic precision, especially with respect to PFG stones, is I have a master spreadsheet which tells me what to make. So it knows how much... Um, finished product I want on hand for each product for each category it it knows how many uh, components I want on hand like trays raw stones that kind of stuff and as long as I keep that spreadsheet up to date it will tell me at any moment oh you need to go make this many trays in the 3d printing department you need to go make this many stones In in the grinding department and you need to go place an order or go pick up raw materials for stones or whatever so so there's some things it doesn't track like I don't track filament that way I don't track um, some of the consumables but trays lids raw stones um, those are the main things so that that business can can flow smoothly so now I know I might have mentioned this last week. I have my 3D printing files for all of the trays and lids in each printer. So when the spreadsheet says you need something, I can go downstairs and walk up to whichever printer I want. It's It's in the memory. Pick it, print it, and go. And we'll be talking more about... Why that's a little different now than it was before I did the same thing on the pruses, but with the bamboos It's even better. Carl is here. Welcome aboard Carl How's the weather where you are? <laughs> so uh, The uh, the new printers are integrated into the production flow and I couldn't be happier. I Couldn't be happier. So we'll be talking. We'll get into that in a little bit um so the, the response from Bamboo has been excellent. Um, I I had a printer come... My, my number one Bamboo came in with a bent bracket. I think you, I told you about that. They said, we'll be happy to replace your printer. That printer is showing up... The, the replacement printer is showing up tomorrow. And um, I am. They, they also sent me via... Email the PDF of the shipping sticker So as soon as that thing shows up I can rebox the old one Take their sticker. Thankfully. I know how to do this without much pain Uh, Put the sticker on it and right out the door to UPS. So That's happening tomorrow Um, But something else interesting happened. So let me let me show you, you know, here's If you're watching the video, you have the advantage of, well, video. Um, Here's a Prusa spool, okay? And this happens to be a spool, a a plastic spool that contained the PLA basic. So this was full of filament and now it's empty. Um, So I want to show you two things. One one thing I want to show you is right here, this little dot here is an RFID tag. And when you put the spool in the AMS, In the multi-spool selector um, it can read the RFID tag and then it knows what it is you don't have to tell it which is pretty cool and from from a um, production machine point of view that's really nice so I was getting ready to I was thinking about this printer swap which is going to happen tomorrow Uh, it's coming UPS I'm glad (laughs) <laughs> and I'm glad because I'm going to tell you a story about FedEx Ground in a minute. It's actually not about FedEx Ground this time, but I will tell you a story. Um, and um, so I'm kind of looking at both printers and I'm thinking of things and I, I, I ran out of a filament. I had an empty slot in number one, so I was going to do something. And all of a sudden I realized, you know, bamboo number two uh, has demonstrated the reading of the RFID tags. So I've got like, I think three out of four of the spools in there were the bamboo spools and it read the RFID tags. And you can tell because if you go to the page that shows how you're loaded up, there's a different symbol. I can't remember if it's a little eyeball. I think it's a little eyeball or something that says, hey, I read this spool. You don't have to tell me anything about it. Well, disturbingly, printer number one doesn't have that despite having a couple of the uh, bamboo spools in it. And I remember, gee, it didn't read the RFID tag. Oh, that's okay. I'll enter it by hand. And then, gee, it didn't read the RFID tag. That's okay. I'll enter it by hand. And suddenly I realized, I think that bamboo number one has never performed an RFID read. And that was interesting. So... So originally I was thinking when they send me this new printer, I was just going to, well, I'll just keep the AMS uh, because it'll be less unpackaging. But now I'm saying, no, <laughs> no, the whole thing's going back. So this was an unruh. I did not report this to them. I just discovered it yesterday uh, and I have not tested it because I was too busy actually printing. But... Um, I guess that goes on the checklist of how to test out the printer, is make sure that is working. So, uh, okay, oh, Kay Bonk is here. Welcome aboard. 86 degrees Fahrenheit and cloudy and humid in the Philadelphia 19123. Thank you for getting a little more specific because of everybody from Philadelphia who che- checks in. We now can map out the whole area. So, little concerned that... Bamboo number one was never actually reading RFID I if I have time later I will test that theory but um, That was a discovery uh, yesterday so While we're on the subject of 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 the bamboo uh, spools I will show you if you're on video uh, these are replaceable uh, reusable spools so every time you buy filament from bamboo you're getting one of these and most uh, or I should say many of the filaments are available in refills, in which case you save a couple of bucks and you get a refill and you just take one of your old spools, you open it up, you pop the refill on and you go to town. I really like that. Um, and I'm telling you that part of the story because it it is relevant to a business decision that I'm about to make and. Uh, So as you know, we've been making these trays. um, Trays. I've been calling lids trays for two days now. Lids and trays in a standard red color for PFG stones. It's part of our trade dress. And it's important to me that the color stays essentially the same and that the quality stays the same and that the functionality stays the same, even though we might change filaments. Flat Lapper is here. He has declared a late check-in. You don't get extra points for actually admitting that you're late, but we appreciate it. 77 degrees and sunny in northern Illinois. Is it Illinois or Illinois? Or Illinois? We need to know. So... I've been testing different filaments, both for color and for functionality, in mostly the PETG realm, because that's what I use. But also, I've been testing other materials. So this is actually PLA Plus from ESUN. And there's also a PLA... uh, What do they call it? PLA Basic... I'm sorry. There's a PLA Plus from ESUN. There's a PLA Tough from bamboo and I've been testing both of those the PLA tough I didn't have in red but I had it in in uh, green and I made some little things with it and I rather like it a lot so I also tested a PETG from uh, Sun Lu and I didn't like it I reported on that last week but the reason I'm telling you that is I've decided to stick with PETG no S when pronouncing please. You said please, you got it. We'll now call it Illinois, because there's no S. No, I'm kidding. It's Illinois. We know that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with my original material, which is the Overture PETG Red, until I run out. And then this week, just this week, I mean days ago, two days ago, I... Um, Bamboo announced that they're coming out with their PETG BASIC, which is basically exactly what I need. So I, I immediately, I mean minutes after they made the announcement, I ordered a spool of uh, PETG BASIC from Bamboo, and I would like to share with you. You're going to be some of the first folks to see this if you're on video, or hear the crinkling of the plastic if you're on audio. But here is here is my first ever, okay? And I want to show this to you, because you can see my, here's my FedEx sticker and everything. And uh, again, I'm sorry if you're not watching on video, uh, but we'll, we'll uh, give you a full play-by-play. Here it is, my first roll ever of P-E-T-G Basic from Bamboo. Now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that looks like a 16 gauge wide crown stapler from Freeman. What does that have to do with a roll of filament? Well, what it has to do with a roll of filament is this is what I got from FedEx Ground yesterday. And this is not. <laughs> this is not PETG basic from bamboo. So I was I was more than a little confused. Um okay Bonk, we'll talk about that in a minute. I was more than a little confused when I got my my thing. Now I was very quick to judge, and I thought that. FedEx Ground screwed up. I was certain that FedEx Ground screwed up. And you know what? FedEx Ground did not screw up. It turns out that that thing had the exact correct tracking number. Everything was perfect. I believe that Bamboo hires these um, distribution centers. And this one was in Perth Amboy, New Jersey. Is there anybody here from Perth Amboy? Anybody? Perth Amboy? No one? Um, And I believe they slapped a sticker on the wrong thing and sent it. So I have a stapler. (laughs) And we may, I don't know, we may be giving this away. We may be giving away this uh, 16-gauge wide crown stapler from Freeman, model number PWC50, to a lucky contestant. But we'll find out tomorrow when I expect to be hearing from Bamboo as as to the uh, mea culpa uh, <laughs> and where the heck is my filament. So I guess I was more upset with the fact that I don't have the filament, and it's you know it's going to take another couple of days for them to sort it out. So does it work when loading PETG? I've been trying to load PETG into that stapler for hours, and I'm getting nowhere. So uh, yeah. Do I own an air, do I own an air compressor? Baby, I own a Kazer. So, no, the truth of the matter is, if, if I kept that thing for whatever bizarre reason, I can absolutely operate it. The question is, would I ever actually need it? I don't know. But it's a tool, so we don't, that's not one of the questions we use for buying tools. <laughs> so, so... uh Isn't it funny that I just want a roll of of consumables uh, instead of this wonderful stapler? But I really do. So Unix Carbide says, maybe the universe is telling you to pick up woodworking. I promise you the universe is not telling me to pick up woodworking. You know, on the list, you have to have two lists in life. You have to have the list of things you're going to do and you're going to be good at. Then you have to have the list of things you are not going to do. Getting into woodworking is on the ladder. I respect it. I think it's wonderful. It's a craft. I've, we, I have friends that are fantastic at it. Not doing it. So, in fact, my kids know that we don't make wood dust in the shop. That's sort of one of the rules. Um, anyway, we'll see what happens. I, I'm sure that bamboo will take care of me. They have been terrific. And, and I respect any growing pains that they might have. Um, and setting up these remote, um, distribution centers. Like I get my, I got my printer, uh, from California and this filament is coming from Perth Amboy, New Jersey. There couldn't be two more different places. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Kind of bummed, but we'll sort that out. Um, so I ended up testing different materials for the trays. Okay and if you saw on Instagram earlier today you want to know what suburban tool did to me that's an old story but I'll tell you <laughs> suburban tool was unimpressive uh as far as customer service was concerned they were like yeah get lost you know here's here's a bone i don't want to go into suburban tool but if you ha- if you ask me to compare the customer service process of, of Bamboo Lab to Suburban Tool, there would be no question here, okay? You, you wonder why uh, you know, offshore companies are getting our business and American companies aren't getting our business. There's a perfect example. you want to come visit yeah so we have the uh graphic arts department here today (laughs) sam's here you've met sam before uh sam designed a lot of the stickers that we have
1: let's see let's see yeah Uh, yeah that one was me
0: yeah
1: that one was me
0: yeah
1: that one was me yeah that one was me me, but for a different reason that was technically that was you this one was me. This one was me. That one was me. I did the kinetic precision logo.
0: Actually, I, I this was mine. Technically. <laughs> so listen, if you need if you need staff members, this is how you get them. I'm hey, just pointing that out.
1: Hey, look, I, I'm working 40 hours a week now.
0: <laughs> so Sam's working for Blizzard. That's why the um, where's my hand? There it is. The Blizzard sticker has made it up on the board, uh, and uh, Sam is a Blizz turn. Ah, swag. And my,
1: my my swag came in recently, and it's it's very comfortable.
0: And really, we're standing in a room here where uh, a lot of the blame for Sam being a blizz turn uh, falls on me because I was sitting in this very chair, playing World of Warcraft while while Sam was nine years old and uh, watching me play and that went on for quite a while actually
1: it actually spanned the time we moved houses
0: it did yeah yeah
1: it did it did and then you finally gave me uh your uh your your bank alt who is now my main (laughs) character and continues to be my main character
0: that's right Um, so uh robert robert isaac asks did sam design your logo and the answer is yes the
1: kinetic precision logo, yes. Right,
0: which is right over my uh, my shoulder right here. Yeah, that one. Okay, and it's also up on your screen right there. So yes, um, we uh, we it was a it was a typical design process where it went back and forth between designer and management. <laughs> and management.
1: Uh, you how how long ago did I design that for you? Was
0: that well? I don't know.
1: Because that, that might have been before, that might have been one of the first commissions I took, actually.
0: Might have been. I, I paid for it. You did pay for it. I'm still paying for it. <laughs> so, thank you. You're welcome. you just here to visit? You want to hang out? Uh, I might hang out for a little bit. You could hang out. You could you could shout snarky remarks from the uh, peanut gallery. Uh, peanut gallery? It's over there. <laughs>
1: Actually, it is, in, it is in frame. The chat
0: doesn't cover it. It's in frame? <laughs> yeah. You go, you go sit in the Pinot Gallery. So that was unexpected surprise. This is what happens when you do it live, people. We're doing do it, it live. We're doing it live. Yeah, see? I am have, in have the shot. Give me a 10 count, please. One, two, three. Oh, that's enough, thanks. Yay! <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you need... If you need a logo designed or stickers made, If I can't do it, I will point you to somebody who can. Go over to conjet.art on the intertubes. C-O-N-J-E-T-T-E dot A-R-T. Conjet.art for your sticker needs.
1: I haven't actually put my commissions page
0: back up online. So. Yeah, or you go through the back door and let me know and I'll pass the word. Yeah. So uh, where were we? We were talking about trays. I was worried. I was like, I don't know if I could fill an hour today, right? So um, The buy. I learned something interesting. I, I wasn't gonna bring this up, but I'm gonna bring this up it, When you buy a set of stones and you get the tray and you get the lid from me. They are both now laser-marked and uh, It makes it it makes it a little bit unique item and it puts the logo in the right place we've we have started using uh, the trademark symbol and all that kind of stuff so I went to test the laser on PLA plus from ESUN and I suspect it's going to be the same on PLA tough and you might notice that the logo is almost impossible to see because it doesn't make a dark mark it it Affects the plastic and it makes this sort of very light mark so so it's actually a I now I have to think about it. So now I might have to put a, uh, a Sticker on it instead of laser marking if I switch to the PLA plus or the PLA tough but I digress so the material research has been very interesting Here's here's my shoot from the hip uh, list of, of tests Um, Sun Lu P-E-T-G, stringy, didn't like the color. Uh, E-Sun P-E-T-G, effectively identical to the uh, Overture P-E-T-G. Liked it a lot. E-Sun PLA Plus, liked it a lot. Very similar to the uh, PLA Tough uh, from, from Bamboo. Bamboo's PLA Tough in green, really nice. Like, might be my go-to filament from now on. Bamboo PETG carbon fiber. Might as well have been printing with a chocolate brownie. It was terrible. Um, Don't know why. It it has a very low yield point. Uh, Took a set. Uh, You know, when you say carbon fiber, it's supposed to be wonderful and strong and space age. Submarines notwithstanding. (coughs) Too soon? Too soon. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Everybody should have a peanut gallery. Um, (laughs) Then I tried the bamboo PLA carbon fiber. Way better. Actually seems pretty nice, and it does seem like it has uh, a higher modulus than um PLA alone or the PLA tough so that's cool but for some reason the PETGCF absolute negative uh what else did we test uh, of course we tested the PLA basic from bamboo loved it my part of it might be that they have their tuning you know really tight for that filament but it was spectacular but it's you know PLA so your mileage may vary um so I, I'm bringing this all back around to uh, the, the business decision. So the business decision was, let's look at the prices of everything. Well, the the Bamboo PETG Basic is actually going to be a little bit more expensive than the Overture. Uh, Unix says, my experience with fiber filaments, carbon and other, really narrow temperature range to print successfully. So... I can believe that. My concern is that I'm I'm trusting bamboo's tuning of bamboo's filament for use in bamboo's printer, and I didn't like it. So can I go start tuning and messing around? Yes. Do I want to? Absolutely not. So K-Bonk says, why not print the logo in, in a compliment color? Actually, that's interesting. I I could do that. So we'll look at we'll look at that. And now I can, right? The reason I hadn't considered it is I never had a printer that can do it. Now I have a printer that can do it. Is it a good idea? I don't know. So it might happen. I will take that as homework. Um Yeah, complement color. Nice. All right, so we'll 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 look into that. That's a good idea. So it's either going to be a complement color or it'll be um a, a sticker. And and Robert Isaac said something similar. Print the logo in relief. Also a good idea. K-Bonk says, just did some text tests with Prusa Slicer 2.6. Very simple. Yep. I also played with that uh feature. But um yeah. So um I lost. My... I lost my graphics department, so I can't ask. Oh, no, a graphics department's back. Sorry, I had a... uh, I I, I felt obligated to grab the... uh... Oh, one of our filament tests? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so uh, if you look
1: at, It's hard to see against my blue sweatshirt.
0: Yeah, if you're looking at the video...
1: I'll
0: get out of the way. There we go. We printed a dragon, uh, which is... What do you call that? Print in place. A print in place articulated dragon. Uh, And that was blue uh, bamboo... PLA, uh, basic, and it just was spectacular. Do you want to
1: hold him up to the camera yourself? I uh, I asked some friends what we should name him, and his name has been decided as Noodle Ghost, uh, after Caligos from World of Warcraft. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> he's he. I am going to be showing my uh, my team members at Blizzard, and they're going to get a kick out of it. I
0: hope. So that was that was part of the testing, and that was a that was a real uh, torture test. We did one in red in the e the sun, uh, not e sun, the sunlu PETG. That's one of the prints that I really didn't like. I mean, it came out okay, but the color was and, and the stringiness wasn't wasn't terribly good. So thank you. Yeah.
1: Uh, so one of the was guys. There, was there
0: a they br- for the graphics department? Yeah, they brought up. Um, printing cuz now I could do multicolor prints. Yeah. Uh putting the logo in a contrasting color or a complementary color uh right in the print. Yeah. So we should talk about that.
1: We should. Um I guess my question is would you want it to be like flat or would you want it to be uh like a raised?
0: Yeah. Well, flat is flat is desirable. Yeah. Uh so I have to look into Cause, making putting it in the first layer. I think you could do that, so I will. I, I took it as homework.
1: Okay, that yeah. th- that is probably a good thing to, uh, to and, check out and
0: do it. Just do it in black. It would look, yeah, it'll look in, great.
1: It it would look I think best in black, especially given yeah, you know, your entire color scheme thus far has been black and red. And...
0: I, I'd also be worried about the resolution, like I yeah. the resolution of the laser or the resolution of a lab of of, of a sticker. Is much higher.
1: Yeah, and I mean, personally, I don't. I actually like the light marks.
0: I actually thought it was pretty cool.
1: I, I I think it's a nice little subtle detail. Um, and if you're able to get a consistent kind of coloring, it's it's nice for something that looks a little more subtle. Yeah. Um, especially because the uh darker marks have the tendency to kind of bleed
0: out and yeah.
1: char a little bit, and that looks a
0: lot cleaner we will experiment maybe we will experiment so so the business decision was i'm going to go to the bamboo filament even though it's a couple of bucks more than the overture filament okay uh, if if and only if the sample comes in and i test it and it looks good and the reason is is, is that it it works with the reusable spools and the refills. It comes in refills. <laughs> Unix says, flat is indeed desirable for anything PFG stones. You are correct, and I thank you. Um, so I may end up spending a couple of more bucks per spool for filament that is process more process reliable So that's kind of where I'm at is like, gee, you mean I don't have to put electrical tape on a cardboard spool and, you know, even the RFID thing should be working. (laughs) Um, And I'm not creating waste because I'm able to buy the refill. So there's all sorts of reasons. But, again, my testing has been delayed. But I will keep you guys posted with how that goes and, and what I end up deciding. Wes says, do the KP KP logo hollow on the lid? Don't print the logo area at all. Yeah, so that's a possibility. Um, Like I said, of all the things we talked about, the thing that tickled my fancy was printing it in the first layer with a contrasting color, and I believe we can do that. Um, We have an experiment to perform. Um, At this point, I just want to tell you that if you're on Discord or if you'd like to join us on Discord, right now I think we only have one person watching on Discord, uh, but if you were on Discord, you can actually come in with a question or a comment on audio. Yeah. So, for the future, get on the Discord server. You could actually watch everything you're watching on YouTube on the Discord server, and then you can come in with an audio question.
1: And, uh... Little, little side note here, the Discord is also a really fun way to potentially interact with other community members.
0: By the way, <clears throat> my uh, the entire Discord server was set up by someone, uh, a close personal friend of mine, <laughs> so you could blame Sam for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Discord server is kind of a community hub, I think, is what you were aiming for. Uh, as far as you know, sharing resources, mm-hmm. having discussions, after parties in the Discord uh, chats because there are voice chats and there are text chats and there are forums, and there's also, and I'm getting, haha, now I'm over here. Uh, Discord is a pretty fun platform, uh, and if it's not immediately intuitive, there are multiple people on the server whom you can ask, myself included. I
0: do this too much. <laughs> you do do this too much.
1: I live on Discord practically.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so I want to talk about a few more three D printing things, and then I want to get back to grinders. Um, and yes, uh, Wes says, and waste. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to try the the refills from Bamboo. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's see. A whole bunch of discussion about. Uh, well let, let's finish up the whole filament thing you know when we talk about all these filaments and which filament to use and what the different characteristics are it reminds me very much of alloys in our metal working right we think about aluminum what kind of aluminum are you going to make that out of uh, I did a project once I don't think I've shown it well I haven't shown it recently but it was a cast-grain reflector um, <laughs> I wonder if Adam is paying attention now Adam Adam, Adam B, Adam Balog. Um, it was a Cassegrain reflector for uh, 200 gigahertz, and there were three different aluminum alloys in that design. Uh, there was 2024 for some of the threaded parts. Uh, I made a focusing mechanism for it. Uh, that was 2024. There was. Uh, 6061, which was for uh, some parts that needed to be extrusions, and they were, it was a 6061 extrusion, was perfect. And then there was uh, a uh, Mike 6, I'm sorry, uh, it was Al, Al, Alpais M1, which is the same as Mike 6. It was a jig plate alloy, a cast, because the cast had no stresses in it. So it, you look at it and say, oh yeah, it's all aluminum. No, but there's three different alloys in it. So picking these filaments for different applications and different jobs in the 3D printing world is kind of the same thing. Uh, we're, picking, we're picking strength, we're picking stiffness, we're picking chemical resistance. Um, well, in my case, I, I observed, I didn't expect this, but I observed a difference in behavior with the laser. So, um, it's, it's, it's another alloy problem and we should treat it that way. And I think it's pretty cool that we've arrived in the, in the 3d printing world to be thinking of it in terms of, of, uh, production and engineering and, you know, same way we always did, which is pretty cool. Um, let's see. Oh, another interesting thing that happened to me was that uh, when I when I printed these tray uh, these lids um, in two different alloys in the two different printers at the same time, it was fascinating because when I pulled one of the plates out that had the PETG on it, it had cooled on the plate and it literally had enough stress in it that it was actually bending the the plate. Um, and the PLA one didn't, it was, it remained relatively flat. So the shrinkage was, was, uh, or the stress, but really the same thing was remarkable. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, enough on alloys so that they're alloys, but they're plastic alloys. Also last week, we talked about the uh, control of humidity, and I just wanted to share with you, um, I don't know if I show these on camera, but this is, the, this is the desiccant container, which I found on printables, and it has been very successful. And um, Wes started also making these very successfully. The part numbers for the hygrometers, which are like effectively three bucks, uh, all of that is on my links page at pfg.gg/slash-links. Hey Tucker, welcome aboard, Tuck. Nice to see you, bud. Are you are you east or west? Are you at home or are you uh, in California? I didn't expect to see you uh, this late. <laughs> anyway, uh, so these have been extremely successful. And this fits in the in the center of the spool whatever spool you you have and then this whole thing drops into a a Sterilite container, which is 4.7 quarts and That link is also on the links page That's been fantastic, and here's the rule the rule is you fill this thing up with desiccant which you can recharge That's also on the links page Flat Lapper says, they work great. I've printed a few, no issues. Isn't it nice? It's just such a nice design. You're, you're East at home. Okay, so Tuck says he's uh, at home, got his CNC running. In the excitement, he remembered <laughs> the live today, which he said, my love today. I'm glad you remembered my love, Tuck. I'm just saying. So you, you put this in the thing, and if the filament's dry and the the desiccant is dry, ready to go, I find that they they level out at like 10% relative humidity, which might be the bottom of the instrument. I'm not sure. But I have started to see the uh, desiccant starting to saturate and that number start to come up. And I have established 15% relative humidity as the uh, number where I will pull the desiccant container out, dump the desiccant into the recharge bin, put new desiccant in, and start the process over. That is working super well. 15% being the magic number. Art says, uh, Wes says, the lids weren't as successful. Had one come unstuck. That one unstuck some others. We've been fighting, uh, we've been helping Wes fight some uh, adhesion issues, but we're getting there. Uh public, uh public service announcement, 91% isopropyl alcohol is not 99% isopropyl alcohol. Uh, I know this is going to come as a shock to you, but uh, there's a link on the links page for the alcohol that I get off of Amazon, which is 99%. I buy it uh, four gallons at a time, I think. So a uh, little bit of process update. That's working great. Um, Highly recommend it Let's see another issue. We talked about um, glue stick and I think I've come to the realization that glue stick is a bad name for What we get for 3d printing it should be called release stick meaning if you if you you print PETG on a PEI surface um, clean and smooth it might stick too much like permanently like damage your plate and that's why you're recommended to use a release agent and and the most popular one is glue stick right so you use some glue stick on the PEI plate and you make it so that it your PETG stuff will release and not rip off the PEI that's a release agent, yet the, the name glue stick seems to make us think that it's helping it stick. Um, I use Windex for that purpose. Uh, clean it with Windex, leave it wet, and it's the same process. You have, a, you have a mold release. So we've been very successful. Let me clarify that. I've been very successful in not using any glue stick ever. I haven't used it to date since I sold the TAS-6. Um, actually, I, I should clarify that. I think it's since I watched a video with Joseph Prusa showing that they used Windex uh, in one of the videos, and I started. I tried it, and it worked great. And that was the beginning of my using uh, uh, Windex. Okay, if you have any questions, throw them in the chat because I'm uh, I'm bringing this thing in for a landing soon. Um, <laughs> A a funny story today. I sent a message to a friend of a friend who was uh, a welding inspector, and I asked him some questions about welding rods. In particular, I have a box of welding rods that I purchased at Home Depot. 7018 rods, Lincoln brand, packaged for Home Depot. It was probably a, a couple of pounds, two, three pounds of sticks. And they've been sitting unused for a long time so i sent them a message and i said should i should i toss these or can i can i dry them out because 7018 is supposed to be kept dry does this sound familiar you 3d printer guys and and he said um he said uh well you can dry them uh at least once by heating them up to between um seventy and a hundred and fifty degrees above ambient. And he says, if you don't do that, the moisture can combine with the cellulose and it might it might cause underwear cracking. <laughs> I said I said, thank you very much for the information. You had me at underwear cracking. And he very quickly went Asterisk under bead cracking. It's like, it's okay, dude. You had me at underwear cracking. That was perfect. So remember, did you play bass? I did play bass for underwear cracking back in the 80s. Do you remember that?
1: Unfortunately. That was a good
0: time. It was a good time. Flat Lapper says he's sitting at 17% in his. Are you using the Sterilite containers? Or are you uh, using another container? That's 17% is good, but could be better. Just saying. Okay. So um, let's see. I think we got all those things. I'm going to do one more uh, off-topic thing, and then we'll get back on topic here. Um, So I don't think I talk about this very much, but you guys may or may not know that I design antennas as my main gig. And I don't talk about that a lot. And the question came up, you know, how come I don't do that? And one of the problems I wanted to explain that I, my clients, you know, they're kind of sensitive to their products being talked about, especially the stuff that I do. So generally I am prohibited by NDA from talking about it. So I just generally haven't, haven't done that. When I can, I do um but when I can't I don't and that means I don't talk a lot about my antenna work but uh if you guys are interested or if anybody is interested in um some discussions of or inst- or maybe a little mini course in antennas and how they work and why they work and how to use them how to and ultimately maybe how to design them I would be open to doing something like that separately that does not involve any of the you know the work that I'm doing for clients but I would be open to that and uh, been thinking about doing that and been, th- been thinking about doing a little YouTube course uh, on the antennasis side of the house. Uh, and I'd like to get some feedback. So I'm just throwing it out there and you can get back to me via whatever channel you like and let me know what you think about that. Speaking of communication, I have a question. We have a, hang on. Uh, There's an audio question coming in. Hey. I think it's on Discord. Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Uh, the Discord... Uh, okay, thank you uh, from the peanut gallery. Uh, the link to our Discord server is in pfg.gg links. And you'll see it, there's an invite to the Discord server right there. I think I have it limited to 100 uses. So I don't think we are at risk of hitting that limit. So if you're curious about getting on Discord and you hit that button, I think that is a good start. And anybody who is on Discord that that you know, w- would be happy to help you get on that. I'm not pushing it. I'm just saying there it is. It's a tool. Time to use the tool. I tried to put the link in the chat earlier and it wasn't showing. That ah. Was why I was asking. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I specifically put it in the links page. Um So I want to talk a little bit about, about this concept of why grinders need maximum automation. Uh, and really this goes for any machine tool, but I'm particularly, uh, sensitive to the whole issue of grinders. If you do any surface grinding work, uh, in any quantity and you do it on a manual surface grinder, your left arm must be 17 inches around. Okay. Uh, when I started making PFG stones, I was doing it on a manual Harig 6x12 grinder. And uh, let me tell you, my left shoulder from turning the crank was, was really starting to hurt. Um, and that's what we call a repetitive stress injury. I know at least one person who's listening right now is wincing because they understand what I'm talking about. I'm not naming I'm names. I'm,
1: I'm wincing.
0: Happens with everything. Yeah. Sam, Sam's an artist, and you know, the the use of the stylus or the pencil or the sharpie constantly over and over again, same thing. It's called a repetitive stress injury. So when I bought the MicroMaster, the Brown and Sharp MicroMaster to upgrade my capabilities here, uh, and I ran that thing for three years. The fact that it had a hydraulic drive on the table. The crossfeed was terrible, uh, but it was good for roughing, not good for finishing. A little inside baseball. Um, But the fact that it had a hydraulic drive was just unbelievable, and it helped a lot. But I still had to stand in front of the grinder, and I still had to operate the Z-axis, which is the in-and-out axis, which everybody who runs a mill wants to call the Y-axis. Um, and literally this was, this was still an issue when, when I got the Okamoto, um, and for you playing at home, that's an ACC 818 NC. Um, and everything was automated except for loading and unloading the the parts and setting up your work holding. Uh, it was a huge relief and it, it really mattered. Um, but, but grinders are the one of all the machines, you know, grinders require that left, you know, cranking that, that crank in a manual machine the most. And I would highly encourage you just to think about when you're thinking about your shop and your shop work and the stuff that you want to do. And, and maybe you're not set up for CNC. Um, and then somebody suggests you look at getting a CNC machine this is one of the reasons to get a cnc machine is is not you know turning cranks standing there turning cranks it's not just a matter of efficiency it this this concept of repetitive stress injuries is very real and i have had to deal with a few of them and i'm very happy to have the cnc grinder um now, nobody's going to suggest that anybody's out there with a manual 3D printer. <laughs> That's another CNC machine. But there's still plenty of people out there with manual grinders um, who are doing great work. And if you're doing very super special one-off work, okay, you could sort of almost make the argument. But uh, I, I would strongly encourage you add to the list of reasons you should look at CNC capability as being... Uh, preventing preventing RSIs or repetitive stress injuries. John in Zanesville says someone needs to make a manual 3D printer. You know what they do? There's this thing called a 3D printing pen, and it, it exists. I'm not making this up, right? No, you're not. See? You're not. Um, 3D
1: printing pens do exist. They're hard to get the hang of. Ask me how I know. Uh, it's the equivalent of a hot glue gun, but in pen
0: form. <laughs> there, there you go. Hey, look, Unix agrees with you. He says uh, it's a hot glue gun that drives filament. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's real. It really exists. Of course, you thought. I know what you're thinking, John. You were like, I'm going to come up with something so absurd that it's a joke. It, they're selling it. You can go buy it. Go over to. Uh, Go over to uh, Amazon and type in 3D printing pen, and stand back.
1: Yeah, people people do stuff with it. I've seen it used actually. I, I've seen I've seen this done in a couple of ways in the uh, mini painting community, uh, especially those folks who do stuff for Dungeons and Dragons and Warhammer 40k, where they're creating miniatures and. Uh, they'll want to add on to the miniature and they'll so they'll use this 3d printing pen to like create these little things or they'll use like uv resin and cure it like five minute curing uv resin and cure it with a little uv light puck um i've seen that done before it has a lot of applications in like little fine uh fidgety stuff but
0: john says john says i'll buy it when you start your wood shop don't hold your breath. Uh,
1: what about hacking IKEA furniture? Does that count?
0: Chipload says already got a manual stapler. Sky is the limit. <laughs> <laughs> the pen, the pen is is it actually is sort of cool from a, you know, first glance art, sort of art capability. Yeah.
1: It, it's not meant for I think anything
0: that anything useful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> useful. <laughs> depends on your definition of useful here and depends on what you're actually doing yeah it it has it has use and purpose for some things but not things that i think this audience is very interested in
0: yeah anyway (laughs) but uh, again this is this uh, uh as my joints get older the cnc machine means something new to me now it's like oh i could walk away for an hour Where's your elbow brace? That's that's the question. Uh, this just in, a serious question. Has any has anyone strapped articulation to lapping plates and such? So I think you're asking the question: Is there any? Has there been any automated slash CNC lapping apparatus? Am I am I reading you right there, Unix? So the answer is yes. Um, it doesn't need much fanciness, although I'm sure there are some that are fancy. Actually, John Grimsmo has a lapping machine. Um, uh, And if you go talk to Adam Balog, he learned all about optical lapping machines, which is... And uh, Extra Minty Matt. He's another uh, cool dude who is in the optics world. And those guys have machines doing lens uh, optical lapping just like we have machines you know cranking out um, you know our parts on on CNC machines so the answer is yes that exists uh, but I think I still think there's a human well like any precision application there's a human who's going to do measurements on it but there's they're not super automated to, that I've seen they're very simple but, yeah, you can set one of these machines up and walk away for a couple hours instead of doing it yourself. Um, yeah, the answer is yes. You can absolutely do it. D- don't forget that flat is just curved with a radius of infinity. <laughs> Unix is off to build one. Okay, go. <laughs> um yeah, uh, again, that's a really good idea, and especially that particular operation of doing the three-plate um, flat generation, another another place where your, your elbows are going to say, uh, thank you very much. I think I've had enough. Um, yeah, good good question. Anyway, we want to stay healthy uh, out there and not wear these things out, especially things like your CMC joint. Ask me how I know. Yeah. And, uh, and your shoulder, ask me how I know. And, as John will agree, your uh, elbow bow. Who used to say elbow bow? Oh,
1: shush. <laughs> Shut up. I'll jam my elbow into
0: your head. Uh, you. So take care of all your major joints and don't get those RSIs. I think that's, yeah. the, uh, that's the message here. So, uh, yeah, so Unix is uh, off to design a uh, mechanism for doing 3D flat generation, which I think is excellent. I think we hit all of the high points here and uh, answered all of your intriguing questions. Oh, so w- there was one question that came in via uh, direct message this morning, which I want to address, and we'll put this one to bed real quick. And th- the this uh, gentleman says, uh, hey, what are your thoughts about the bamboo printer versus the Prusa Mark IV printer and and my answer to him was uh, I think Joseph Prusa has a lot to think about I think he's a little bit behind the power curve and he made the argument that well you know they have more track record and You have more control over stuff. And I said that it was an Android versus Apple question. There are people who love Androids because they're not beholden to any master when it comes to certain software they want to run or not run on their phones, on their Android phones, and they don't want to get an Apple product because it's a walled garden. And really, I see... I see Prusa as being sort of the Android, you know, open source and blah, blah, blah. Whereas Bamboo is sort of the Apple. Well, you know, I like my iPhone. And my iPhone is also made in China, by the way, so we can kill that argument right away. Um, And I like being in a walled garden where I could pick up a spool, drop it into the machine, Ideally, the machine reads the RFID tag, sets it, and I'm off to the races. And it works really well. I'm fine with that. Um, <laughs> Flat Lapper says I ended up going with Mother Macintosh. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so there's an advantage to being in, in a highly vertically integrated walled garden, and that is everything was designed to work together. and If you want to be in the 3D printing hobby or 3D printing advanced, you know, uh, startup business or whatever, have a ball. I have, I I use it as a tool. I just want it to work. You know, uh, Robin Ranzetti said he found this 3D printer that just works and he bought one. And that's what he wanted. It just has to work because he's off doing other stuff, which he's super good at. He doesn't want to become, you know, some 3D printing expert. Uh, John Saunders, who's in the chat, same thing. He needs a printer that he can walk up to, say, do this and walk away and not have to think about it. And I think that's the difference. Now, isn't Prusa at the point where, you know, I, I had my Prusa, printers at the point where I pretty much was able to get them set up and then walk away and I got really good products out of them over and over and over again. Yes, but I found the bamboos better and I found the automation better and the sensing better and the enclosure better and the AMS better and yeah, it's better. So... (laughs) Lapper says it has made it super easy for a beginner. I don't need another career. Absolutely, totally agree. And and here's a question for the for the uh, spool re- reloading process. Well, yeah, that's about the only thing that uh, that's left the manually is just putting the spool in. I suppose you can get yourself a Finuc robot. Um, how come nobody told me that um, that I had the wrong graphic up this whole time? <laughs> there, that's better. It'll be that's just one of the collector's items. Anyway, that was one question I got today, and that was my unload on that. Um, I still have two Prusa printers standing by, but they're getting lonelier and lonelier. Well, it's uh Five minutes after the hour, so we're running a little teeny bit long. And unless you guys have anything, we're going to put the the bows on this. Next week looks like a normal, a normal Sunday. We'll be back. It seems like the ultra-low latency that we tested today on YouTube seems to work great. And we will continue to do that, and that helps us in communicating with you guys. Uh, I will be in the... PFG live stage on our Discord server after the show. And uh, if anybody wants to join me there, CJ Stevens says, Thanks again for your time. Hey, my pleasure. See you next week, CJ. Hey, and CJ Stevens gets a shout out because he helped me uh, debug some technical issues today uh, between Discord and OBS. And for that, I thank you. Flat Lapper, take care. John, great having you here. Have an awesome rest of your Sunday. Carl, thank you so much. Always great to see you. Chipload, we'll see you next Sunday. And uh yeah, bring a friend. We'll see you later. And uh or, or,
1: or a peanut
0: gallery. Or a peanut gallery.